What is up, guys? I'm Elias. I'm Luke. And this is episode two of The Listening Circle. For those of you who are new, this podcast is where we discuss everything having to do with music. So news, reviews, opinions, interviews. Today we're going to be talking about live music. What is it that makes a good live performance? What are some of our favorite concerts? All this and more. But first, here's our cast. To my left is Liam. Hello. And then we have Dante. Hey man, what's up? We're going to take a drink every time Dante makes a movie reference today. (laughs) (laughs) And we have Ian. What's up? Jackson. And on Discord gang, there's Elijah. Hello. And Josh. All right, cool. So let's go ahead and firstly, firstly, first of all, um, I would like to say everyone who's listening, we have a Discord server where you can talk to all of us and share some tunes. Um, so please join that. That'll be in the description for the SoundCloud and YouTube. Um, let's go ahead and start off with our rotation segment. So we're going to start off with just, uh, we all have some music that we've been listening to, and we're just going to quickly kind of go around and shout it out, give some recommendations to everyone. So, uh, Liam, why don't you go ahead and start? All right. Well, I've been listening, something I've been listening to recently more often is, um, a Silvermont Zion's first album. If you haven't heard of this band, they're kind of like another post-rock band, uh, Godspeed You Black Emperor. They're actually founded by the same person, but, uh, I've been enjoying this new um, silver, or not new, but just it's a, it's an album that I keep coming back to because I always find new nuance with it. That's just really captivating. Um, yeah, the frontman for that group, Ephraim. I don't know how to say his last name. So yeah, Ephraim. He's just really talented, and I love everything about Godspeed and Silvermount Zion. So yeah, Dante. Okay, so I've been listening to uh, one's an old artist, uh, and the other one's more current. Uh, so let me start with the, the older first. Uh, it's T-Rex, actually. Uh, so if you're not familiar with the band T-Rex, it uh, consists of a, a phenomenal, beautiful singer by the name of Mark Bolin, who from uh, the late 60s to the mid-70s had like that experimental acid trip kind of feel, very David Bowie-esque. In fact, Bowie copied this guy a lot, and they were best friends, but he would always like hate him. Just like, why are you copying me so much? Be your own dude. You're a talented musician. So like that like uh, whole you know Mission to Mars kind of soundtrack, the Spider Man and all that, you know, Ziggy Stardust. He, he was like, dude, you're a talented musician. Do your own sound. Don't copy me. And but this guy, this guy's good. And if you've heard, you know, take a shot, by the way, uh, Edgar Wright films and Quentin Tarantino <laughs> films, they use they use them a lot in the soundtracks, uh, and definitely recommendations of like Jeepster, 20th Century uh, Boy, Teenage Dream, all like phenomenal tracks. Um and it's just, it's very beautiful, very poetic. And the other one I'm going to mention is uh, Courtney Barnett, uh, who I saw at the Greek theater last year when I was working there. And she's killer. She has like that punk rock energy, but has like that hipster vibe. It's very reminiscent to like, like a very artsy white stripe. So, and she just kills. So definitely check her out. Cool. Ian, what have you been listening to? Uh, recently, I've been listening to a lot of uh, Rage Against the Machine. Nice. Hell yeah. Yeah. Um, I just realized I can hear myself, and it's very. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to get used to it. But um, been listening to a lot of Rage Against the Machine, and um, one specific Wu Tang song, "Bring nice. the Ruckus." Nice. nice. That's a good one. Good. Um, I don't have much to say other than the fact that I I think I'd never really explored Rage Against the Machine as much as I should have. Um, until recently, so I've just been playing the album a lot. 
Yeah, they have a solid discography. Yeah. All right, Jackson, what about you? Nice. So I've been, um, I know Reem's probably heard of this, and so is Josh. I, um, I've listened to this uh, one-hit wonder called Batushka. Okay. They um, made a really good, like, this black metal album called Liturgia. It's like a Greek Orthodox black metal thing. And it, whatever it is, it's it's really good to have this beautiful gothic sound, this these like beautiful like Greek chants, which are different than Latin chants, and it's really pretty sounding. And their their concerts, I heard, are beautiful at night because they like an Orthodox Greek Christian band that have like this these like weird like skull robes, like a lot of the traditional stuff they wear, and it's it's just really pretty to see it. And then their music is just beautiful too. You know, they put all these classic elements into these. These really make this great, like, just emotional experience. Nice. Yeah, I think you've shown me some of their stuff before. Right. I remember it being really good. All right, Luke, what's up? What have you been listening to? Uh, I've been listening to a lot of stuff lately. It's been kind of mixed, but I think if I could hone in on one artist I've been paying attention to recently, um, I come back to them every now and then. But they're called Noisia. They're from, it's a Dutch kind of electronic trio. They do a lot of breakbeat, uh, drum and bass. Um, they haven't toured the United States yet, but from what I understand, uh, their concerts are really cool. But if you wanted to go to them, you pretty much have to fly across the pond. Okay. They're pretty good. They're very, uh, some of their songs are very chill. Some of their stuff's very upbeat. If you, uh, if you're, if you like electronic music, I would, uh, I would advise checking them out. Awesome. All right, what about you, Elijah? So I have uh, two shout-outs to mention. Uh, one, which is the more bigger band, but uh, of course, but Ghost released uh, a new single with two songs on there, and uh, those have been pretty... Uh, I've been enjoying those. If you haven't listened to those, I'd give that a shout-out. Um, pretty much like the last album, but it has a little bit of more of the first album vibe with more of the heavy rock organ, which I really like. And then um, a one that is very off-genre from what we've been kind of discussing, but there's this uh, new goth album that's been, <laughs> been really good. It's like a dark wave mix, and uh, they're called Boy Harsher, and I really like it. So let's, let's mm. that out. <laughs> nice. All right, what about uh, Josh? Oh, boy. Oh, man. Uh, I've been listening to a lot of music this week, so, uh, so I'll just list uh, three particular releases from most normal to most weird. Uh, so the first album I listened to is uh, Stars of the Lid, uh, Per Aspera at Astra. Now, Stars and Lids, anyone doesn't know, ambient drone duo, makes very sleepy music. Uh, this particular album is a collaboration with visual artist John McCafferty, who uh, painted the very minimalist artwork. Uh, it's probably the most sparse, in minimalistic Stars of the Lid album I've heard. And that's saying a lot for a band that is seeped in minimalism, but somehow this album is like so barren compared to anything else they've done. It's very interesting and very sleepy music. And uh, the next album I listened to is an album from Germany in the early 70s called uh, Niagara. Uh, it's basically a uh, krautrock album that consists of nothing but drums. That's oh, nice. Right. nice. Uh, I can album? appreciate that as a drummer. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So you got like three drummers, a fuck ton of percussion, 
two 20-minute-long tracks and some cool stereo flanging effects present throughout the whole album. It's also groovy as balls. <laughs> Hell yeah. Awesome. Yeah, super groovy 4-4 beats throughout. Uh, yeah, Niagara, self-titled. They released uh, two albums after their debut. The second one is more of a rock album with traditional instrumentation. And the third album they did is a, a return to form with only a bassist accompanying the percussionists. Cool. All right, let's go ahead and jump into our main topic. So we are all a fan of live music here. and um, Some more than others. <laughs> some more than others. Um, yeah, well, I guess we'll just go ahead and... Um, Talk about what our favorite shows are. Whoever wants to go first, you know, go ahead and stuff. Like up. favorite show as in the favorite show of all time or a couple favorite of show that you've been to? Like what One was that we've the, personally attended? Yeah, what was the thing that really made it like stand out? Oh, I would say well, I, I've been to a lot of shows, but mainly because I've worked them. But uh, mm-hmm. my favorite one that I've worked was Iggy Pop. Man, like he was killer. Yeah. So when I I, I wasn't even supposed to work that day. I was supposed I was supposed to. Um, I was, I was I had the day off, but I, I begged them. I got on my knees and I begged my fucking boss, you know, like, please, I gotta work at your pop. He's like the he's the reason I grew up my hair, he's the reason I live the lifestyle I live, he's the reason I love punk rock, my man. I was like, all right, we'll figure it out, we'll figure it out. I get there the day out and they put me front row. Yes. Front row. Nice. And I get there and the security comes up to me and goes, Hey man, I gotta get tell you this ahead of time. So two things are gonna happen. He's gonna bring the crowd on the stage. That's the first thing. Second thing, he's going to jump in the crowd and he might shake you. Is that okay? And I was like, did you just tell me the god of punk rock is going to fucking shake me? And I was like, I am ready. My body is ready. Wow. And he he just killed it. He came on. He's in his 70s. He's like old as shit. And he still has that energy. He still has like, like a pure visceral energy. And he comes into the audience and he's like singing all the songs. Nope, nope. And he's getting it. And I'm trying to sneak a picture in. And he runs up to me, grabs my phone, and goes, live in the fucking moment! And I'm like, god damn! And he shakes me real fucking hard, and it was so fucking awesome. Wait, did your phone break? I am in no! The I was surprised! I thought my phone was broken. Uh, he just yeeted it. He yeeted <laughs> the fuck out of me. I actually looked at that picture, I didn't notice. Keanu Reeves is in the background of that fucking photo. Oh, I, the world. I'm standing right in front of Keanu, I know he noticed. That's awesome. Wow. And so, yeah, I'm like, just like... This is the greatest moment of my life. Iggy Pop touched me. Fucking Henry Rollins was there. Val Kilmer was there. Keanu Reeves was there. It's a great fucking show. And he played all the fucking tunes. He played the uh, the Passenger. He played fucking Search and Destroy. It was just a killer show. Just overall, just great energy. And his opener was chill as fuck. So. Hell yeah. Awesome. Um, yeah. I When I saw Iron Maiden a few Ooh. years ago, um, I remember being kind of surprised. It was like one of the first shows I went to, I think. And I was pretty surprised at like just a band that's been around that long like still having that much energy and like playing all the old stuff and it being just like just like the 80s again um i've always thought that was really impressive are there any artists out there who like i'm sure we could probably think of a few but like they do shows nowadays and it's like it's just not the same as it's like sad to see almost yeah yeah Ozzy. <laughs> no, I mean, I've seen Ozzy live. He still puts on. A, I mean, he can't do as well as he did then, but he still puts on a qu- quite a good show. Well, of course. So yeah. it's messes, not messes up the lyrics sometimes, though. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he gets a pass. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> he is the Prince of Darkness, right? No, nobody puts that much cocaine in their body and so, what, not even just cocaine, just swallow dry eyes too. I know this is a. Rather cliched sounding, but I think uh, any of you would understand if you have experienced this for yourself. But uh, 
one amazing experience I've had was actually seeing the band Sun live. Oh, awesome. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that, that Just for the audience clarification, that's Sun with two N's and then an O, close parentheses, close parentheses, close parentheses. I'm not familiar <laughs> with Sun. What a... They're, what? Like a, they're like a drone metal band. They are the drone metal they're band. They're the drone metal band. The drone metal band, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, um, it's yeah, going like through a very show like... of theirs, it's like, imagine the two guitarists uh, playing extremely distorted riffs through Sun Model T's and the Proco Rat in drop A, and it just feedbacks, and they just drone these really low power chords, okay? yeah. and they'll just kind of riff them off each other and kind of do some improvisatory metal. It's very interesting. They'd even expand them they're uh, lined up live with like synthesizer, trombone, Fender Rhodes. It gets crazy. Also, Attila Chihar. Uh, oh, yeah. So, uh, if any of you are fans of the band Mayhem, you're familiar with oh. this singer, yes. Attila yep. Chihar. Probably the most dynamic, amazing black metal vocalist who've, who's ever lived. And uh, he, he's a pretty great. Uh, he would do a bunch of tube and throat singing overtone stuff that he would dress up in these ridiculous costumes just at various points he would just kind of get up on stage sing for a bit and then get off put on a costume do the same and then do that like two to four times for like the duration of a two hour long set it's pretty crazy also one thing bring ear protection please it's extremely yeah. loud and i was uh, standing right in front of the subwoofer when I saw them. Oh, no. Oh, that so sounds brutal. I, I, so I was very glad that I did. <laughs> I say that just be a good safety thing to do in any concert setting. Yeah, I've got Depending to, on your seating. I've, I've gotten got so much ear ringing after concerts. If you're seeing a band with sun where it's 100 plus decibels. Oh, yeah. They're yeah. known for being super loud. Mm. <laughs> I saw Motorhead live one time. They were fucking loud. Lo loudest it. band I ever saw was My Bloody Valentine. They oh, actually, God. They oh, handed out earplugs really like loud. at the door. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, I mean, I mean, I've gotten to the age where just like I gotta have earplugs. I can't go to con like. Plus, I've worked so many concerts that I'm like, I gotta have fucking earplugs. Yeah, I can't, I can't Jeez, do anything. Grandpa, <laughs> dude. Well, I mean, I've got, I'm almost hey, in my thirties, man. So thirty-year-old boomer. Man. You're not almost in your thirties. You're like boomer, five yeah. more years until my thirties, my man. That's not almost. That's half. Five that's more mid thirties. Half of this decade left, my man. Yeah. <laughs> well, plus I've worked so many concerts. It's like it's not even funny. I've worked like so many bands. I've worked so many classic rock concerts. That's not an age thing. That's a health thing. That's, that's a health experience thing. thing. Uh -huh. Yeah. So I feel yeah. like an old man, anyway. So <laughs> what kind of earplugs? Boomer is a state of mind. Yeah. It, I mean, I feel like a boomer at heart, to be honest. Just so, not being married adds age. What kind of earplugs do you use, Dr. Uh, they, that's my job. Well, when I worked at the Greek, I don't work there anymore, but they you, they would hand out just like... Are they just like the standard orange yeah, I want, ones? Though when I went to London, my wife's... When she would do uh, DJ gigs, I would get like special kind. Oh, nice. So she had a special kind of that like would wrap around your ear and shit. Yeah, the ones I use are Ear Dial. Not a sponsor, but hey, open to it. Um, <laughs> On Twitter. Uh, they, I got them for my birthday a few years ago, and they, uh, they come like in a keychain thing. So I just have them mm. with me all the time, and they're like super, um, like high fidelity. I think it's called, nice. uh, where you can hear all the frequencies through them. It's really nice. So yeah, every concert, I, I always wear those. A uh, concert, I wish I could have worn earplugs to. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I went to um, the Mayhem Festival in two thousand eight. Oh, nice! Uh, nice with nice. a bunch of friends from school. 
uh, it was pretty cool. Uh, I didn't get to see uh, Dragon Force was there. I didn't what, get to see what Dragon was the Force. What was the lineup? It was Slipknot opened, uh, Disturbed, Dragon Force, and Mastodon. Nice. I got yeah, to see yeah, Slipknot true. and Mastodon. So I, I went every Mayhem from like 2010 to 2014. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that was, but then I, that became like a tradition with like me and my friends. Like we would go every year. Yeah. Because yeah. I we, went, the first year I won like radio concert tickets to it. So. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> we, uh, we were pretty close. It was really loud. Um, I think what was the most interesting thing about that concert is, for one thing, if you look to the left and right of you, sometimes you would just see a couple fucking which is really <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, let's make him fussy for you. And then one of the most interesting things is when we saw Slipknot, Sid, um, the tabletop guy, he actually came out in a wheelchair because oh. apparently, like two or three days ago, he like broke his heels like during one of, oh, like during shit. the opening show. I think like July 9th was like the opening show for the Mayhem Festival somewhere like in Northern California, mm-hmm. and I from what we heard is he like he jumped off the stage or something and he like broke his heels. So he showed up in a wheelchair and he still performed. Wow, did he still kick ass? Yeah, it was, it was pretty badass. Uh, that, that happened one time when I saw Rob Zombie. He got into like a fucking bus accident. It was Mayhem Festival, my first Mayhem Festival. And he, they were aching. One of their legs was like fucking uh, like in a cast and shit. And they were like rocking their fucking ass off. And it was like so good. And then Corn came on. I was like, can we go home now? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take a like, quick think- nap. <laughs> I actually liked Corn. I, I saw them at Knotfest uh, a few years ago. They're okay live. They've just gotten to the age where like they, they just don't move as much. Yeah. My friend was telling me like when he saw them in the '90s when they first opened, like they were just on fire. Yeah, I think it's because uh, they they played their entire debut album, and that's like one of the heavier ones. Yeah. And they oh, sounded yeah. like I think it sounded heavier live than even on the record, and like especially with the imagery and everything, it was really cool. And uh, I think, uh, funny enough, Rob Zombie was actually, uh, or was that the one with Rob Zombie? I think that was one where Slipknot was headlining, but I left before then. What year was it? It was like 2016, I think. Oh, so not too long ago. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, that was that was fun. That was a good show. Um, what do we think about like festivals? I know that's a that can be a contentious topic. Uh, I went to uh, Psycho California uh, a while back, just right before they relocated to. Uh, las vegas and uh that was a pretty fucking kick-ass festival i mean the the venue was uh kind of small uh the observatory so it was kind of cramped but had an extremely impressive lineup and uh and some of the uh, best artists i've seen were at that festival so yeah it was a lot of fun but do you you remember what bands because psycho always has a really good lineup sleep ohm earth russian circles pentagram uh, Samsara Blues Traveler, uh, yeah, a, a, a fuck ton of shit. Oh, Kailessa before they broke up. Oh, I that love was, That was remarkable. Uh, they, they kicked ass. Uh, Municipal Waste was there. Uh, uh Cole of Luna got their visas, uh, Re- revoked so <laughs> damn, damn, I'm striking. <laughs> I'm starting to ride over that. Yeah, oh, so, so, uh, so they're supposed to headline one of the days, but uh, they couldn't make it. So uh, Municipal Waste took their place, and oh, uh, yeah, Crossover Thrash Band, uh, they're pretty kick-ass. Uh, uh, they had the craziest mosh out of anything there. Uh, 
I remember I was just kind of walking past it, and some some dude in a large leather boot just kicked me in the chest. Nice. There's a massive, uh, there, there's a massive boot print on my undershirt that's still there. <laughs> nice. Wow. Nice. What would you say? Like, go around the table. Worst mosh experience. Yeah, wait. Can we do like a little side segment of like mosh experience or like Actually, fucking yeah, wall I wanna, of death? I want to come in here. I want to come in here. <laughs> so I have seen a ton of shows at this small venue. It actually might have gotten torn down a year or so ago, but a chain reaction in Santa Ana. Oh, it's still there. Oh, it is? Yep. Did they rename it or something? No, it's still there. It just Okay. Well, yeah. anyhow, I've seen so many, um, like just between like Gent and Deathcore, I've seen so many artists there and I once got like... Not literally, but damn near punched in my ear Ooh, in a mosh pit there. Wow. I can't. I, it was probably um, the time I saw Nails live. Whatever band was before Nails, I think that was when it was going on. But yeah, I nearly got punched in the ear. Got hit really hard, like like right on the side of my chin, and I just fell the fuck over. And someone <laughs> had to pull me up, and I was dazed for the rest of the show. That man saved your life. Yeah, whoever pulled me up, that guy's a saint. Yeah. Thank you, whoever is out, whoever was out there and saved my fucking ass. I feel like Chain Reaction is where all the like hardcore punk kids go. They do. Yeah. I hate yeah. the fucking swingers, but no, no. What I hate more than swingers is the fucking people that actually try to hurt people. Like my first mosh was my last mosh because I because I never moshed before. My dad every concert I went to before I went with my friends was with my dad. My dad was like, "Don't go in the mosh. They're fucking crazy." Da, da, da. And then my friend convinced me the one year I went without my dad. And we were seeing Anthrax, and they started playing Cotton and Mosh. He's like, dude, you gotta get in the fucking Mosh now. I'm like, fine, fuck it. And I'm running in, and this big, big fight, fat, redneck dude just goes, punches me right in the fucking face. And I, I fucking get up. I'm fucking bleeding from my fucking, like, an eye right here. And oh, I man. get up, and I'm so pissed off. I fucking run down and start fucking punching the shit out of that dude. And security had to pull us off, and the guy, they almost threw me out. I'm like, why? He gave me the fucking black eye with the fucking bloody eye, man. Why the fuck do I get kicked out of this shit? Mm. And it was like, you could have killed him, this and that. That's not appropriate behavior. Did you not see what he's doing to fucking me, yeah. man? It's middle school all over again. Yeah. Oh, my, I would fuck. And yeah, so I never, never wanted a mosh after that. Damn. <laughs> Y'all ever, ever wall of death? Oh. God, I, I saw I Slayer. So, I saw Slayer wall of death. That was not pleasant. The, oh, that must be insane. At the Mayhem, at the Mayhem Festival, I, I was twelve. By the way, <laughs> <laughs> my birthday was like a week a week before this, wow. um, or like a couple days. Uh, but I went with my buddy Gordon, who was like, he was like eighteen. He graduated like high school. I just knew him from like family friends and stuff. Um, so he's like, "Yo, are you ready for the wall of death?" And I'm like, I don't know what that is, but let's do it. Oh, and I'm like man. the shortest kid in there. And I see like everybody is all ready to run at each other. And I don't know what's going on, but I just remember adrenaline was fucking rad at that time. Dude. We ran at each other. Uh, I ducked under just a bunch of people and I tried getting out. But so many people, there's just so much chaos. Yeah, I never got hit. Uh, but I remember I almost tripped once and that could have been bad because I've heard people like they actually fall over during moshes and they get trampled yeah they get they get fucked up yeah oh man i remember like i remember one year one summer like they had the whole warp tour thing and then like a lot of people were dying in the mosh of the warp tour like it was like 15 people dying in the mosh oh i was like the fuck yeah fucking scene kids man (laughs) (laughs) damn what was that josh you all Uh, just like a lot of crazy shit happens in mosh pits you know Uh, oh yeah yeah, uh i 
dark humor aside, uh, I was researching into the uh, disaster of a, a festival, Woodstock 99. Oh, God. And uh, some crazy shit happened during Limp Bizkit set. Yeah! Yeah, yeah I, 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 I heard about that. They, I like, rioted, right? Yeah, there, there, there have been rapes that have been reported, and oh, there's a lot wow. of vandalism. Uh, it was really horrible. It was... These are the dangers of, of tough guy metal. Uh, yep. This is what happens when you it's listen the to the tough guy. Back metal. Yeah. Did you guys hear about the Code Orange concert a few years ago, where um, some lady got her jaw broken by some guy Ooh. who like kicked oh. her in the face with an oh, iron? Oh yeah. Boot? What the oh, fuck? Right. Steel to I didn't know that was a Code Assholes. Orange concert. Assholes. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking really Columbine shooters. <laughs> but I think the I think the band um, did like a GoFundMe for her hospital. Nice. Oh, that's, cool. you know, that's, so, uh, that's really yeah, nice of them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah orange. And hopefully, I mean, hopefully they start checking for steel-toed boots at yeah. fucking venues because that's oh, ridiculous. Yeah. Is there just yeah, a security guy with the with this with the uh, metal detector? He just scans it under shoes <laughs> nowhere else. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. be sure and he scan your feet. Yeah, they well, should do that. My if, friend once snuck a fucking like, knife in his boot when you're geez. at a festival. What? Yeah. Yeah, because he's a he's a short white Spanish dude and it was a predominant fucking redneck white area, so uh, he was afraid he was gonna get fucking. Cause he and he did. He got through. He, someone was beating the shit out of him, and he fucking stabbed him in the leg. So was this so, in so. Florida? Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, old Florida. Good old Florida. Florida be like that. So, um, any other crazy any mosh other... experiences? I okay. I've heard a good mosh experience. This was a uh, crazy one. Of this yeah, pretty. I got the band, but it was a power metal band, and uh, this girl tripped in the pit, and I thought I was like, oh, she's fucked. And the whole fucking pit went stop. Yeah, and they just picked her up and gently. Took I feel like, yeah, like that's that exactly. That's usually that's, what ooh, happens. That's, that's usually what happens. That. That. Yeah. yeah, I was at the Iron Maiden and Ghost opened up for them. By the by the way, but like same thing. Like they're all going the motions and someone falls and like the biggest guy there is like everyone stop or I will beat you and then like pick them she up and then they just keep going. You know, that's actually like a good moment. I don't know if it's because they're like the older crowd and like not super like adrenaline like ah, you know, but still that's really nice that they can actually be Yeah. Be respectable, but we also want to rage, you know? <laughs> what about you, Ian? You've been through some uh some crazy shit at a festival? Uh, like I said, concert? I've never been through like a Insane mosh. I've been through it. It's, it's, it's just like a pretty average. Well, plus, he's a huge guy, so yeah, it's like no one can really yeah. fuck with him. <laughs> I've never had punches. Punches would be at chest level. So. Yeah. <laughs> Unless, like, a cold crowd of Unless people. Unless someone like, literally looked at me, came towards me, and tried to punch me in the face. <laughs> they'd hit you, but they'd hit the ground. Kind of scary. Yeah, it'd be, it would not be pretty for them. Yeah. What'd you guys say would be your worst concert? Well, actually, so can we go back to best concerts? Because I don't think everyone. Yeah, yeah we did. I did a little sub question there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I want to talk about my personal favorite concert, which is when I saw Tool live back in 2017 in Sacramento. Of well, <laughs> yes, I'm a huge Tool fanboy, as I'm sure you know if you listened to the first episode. But also, not only was Tool incredible, but the other great crazy thing was. Um, there was actually an opener there that wasn't built on the ticket or the show or anything. Uh, the Crystal Method, an excellent electronic uh, band. Yeah, yeah. yeah and um, I don't think both the guys from the band were there. I think it was just one guy with his laptop. But he was also he had like a little drum set up, like he had like a hi hat and um, just a bunch of cymbals, and he was just like 
improving that over a crystal method is really cool. That's nice. Nice. Yeah. How about you, Jackson? You uh, you got a favorite concert you attended or show? Uh, I do, as a matter of fact. Yeah, I don't really go to too many like big name concerts. Kind of broken the old wallet, but mm-hmm. I do go to a lot of DIY shows. That's for sure. Nice. That's cool. And there was this there's this one where. Oh yeah, there was this one where um I was. I think it was back when Riff Mountain and Fulton was still there. It was there was this guy Sandbud. He was going on his poetry, and if you hear the Sandbud, I'm sorry, I laughed at your poetry. Um, he was just playing this. He was singing, talk, not singing. He was talking about this. His poetry was all serious, like Sam Slam stuff. And then I had an edible like an hour before. It was like a 250 milligram one, so it hit right when it got all serious, and I just started laughing and laughing. I was like. Uncontrollably just pulling <laughs> <laughs> like Patrick Starr, you know. Just, in like a quiet room where you, just you, could, like, you could see the the, the hurt, the in, personal injury on his face, you know. Oh, and, so. like, and I just and I, I felt so bad. I ran to the bathroom, still laughing and laughing, <laughs> just closing the store. I mean, now that I look back, you know, it's kind of funny because you know, slam poetry. <laughs> now, back then, I felt kind of—I feel so felt kind of bad for Sam, but so. slam poetry, not even sorry, once. Sam. <laughs> yeah, it's funny and it's sad. Yeah, good times though. Um, yeah, I my favorite concert. Um, well, anyone who knows me knows that my favorite live band is probably Death Grips. Yes. Um, yeah, I've seen them three times: once at Fox oh. Theater. Once at the Observatory and once at Hollywood Palladium. I would kill to go to a Death Grip show. Hell yeah. <laughs> that shit looks yeah. amazing. Weren't we at the same one in the Observatory? I think so. Yeah, yeah that was, was a super fun show. Yes. Yeah, that was cool. And a lot of people went to that one. Um, yeah, I just remember, like, you know, normally at a show you'd have, like, you know, the people in the front are, like, moving a lot. And then there's, like, the mosh pit. And then there's people in the back or whatever. Mm-hmm. But Death Grip shows, like... The entire venue is moving, and it's, it's like sick. yeah, it's absolutely, awesome. really high energy. Yeah, very high energy. It's like otherworldly. Um, was this was it a small venue you went to? Um, observatory, yeah. Oh, observatory, observatory yeah. show was very okay, small. Okay, yeah. I, I, okay, that that's like small to medium. Okay, yeah, I, yeah, definitely. And I, I think was, that's where Psycho California was. Oh yeah, I can't, dude. I can't even imagine Psycho California, that big festival at at the Observatory. It must have been crowded. It it, re- it really was, but it was worth it just for the uh, bands and the overpriced food. <laughs> <laughs> I hate venue food so fucking much. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Yeah. Not even it's bad. It's overpriced. Like because the Greek had some yeah, good food, yeah, but it I was mean, like an arm and a leg. I, just paid it, for. It it, I had a discount, and it was still fucking arm and a leg. It really oh, yeah. is. Man. I actually yeah, seem yeah. to bring up on like a tangent to this to what Dante was saying. I. I definitely have a candidate for the least favorite venue, or my least favorite venue I've ever been to is the Yost Theater. Because one time when I was there for a show, I asked the bartender for water, and they tried to charge me three bucks for it. What? So I had to walk back and ask another bartender like ten minutes later, and they gave me free water. But I was like, what the fuck is that about? Dude, I've been to some of the oh diviest dives in Orange County, and I have never been asked to pay for water. See, that's why if you... That's, uh, it's actually illegal. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's actually illegal. It is illegal, and also... You, you can also get around there to say, can I get a cup of ice? Oh man, that that bartender like, like, sort of like a bug on court <laughs> Illegal to not offer water at a food establishment. The state of California. California. Yep. Florida would have been like twenty bucks. <laughs> oh god. Florida, oh, man. Yes, no, in Europe, everywhere. 
Florida, you could just threaten them with an alligator. No, that's not a fucking threat. That's a fucking puppy. No, dude, have you have you have you seen? <laughs> there's this video I've seen. I don't know. I think it's in Florida. This guy was like holding an alligator, like a twelve gauge, just pointing at this convenience store car. He's like, "What the secrets, man?" Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I've seen that video, but in Florida, like. No one really cared of alligators because literally me and my friends like fucking grabbed a gator from the fucking Everglades and put it on our fucking neighbor's doorstep. And the guy was like, eh, that's literally his reaction. I was like, eh, whatever. <laughs> so, uh, kind of going back to what you mentioned about Death Grips mm-hmm. being like your favorite show. Um, a highlight you pretty much made clear is the, the perform, like the energy of the room is pretty cool, right? Yeah. So I, I guess that can transition into uh a next viable question is uh you know what makes a good performance what makes a good show a good if you're attending any sort of show any sort of venue what made it more what, what made it what was the most enjoyable thing about it what made the performance good if they sound like the shows. album yeah you know? I think it's, like they kind of sound like the album i think it's i think it's spectrum, unless really. you're led zeppelin it should be engaging that's for sure i like an engaging performance where it's like it's fun you know it's like gets people who pay the ticket involved and they're just engaging with the crowd yeah Yeah. engaging with the crowd making sure that everyone has a great experience i i feel like maybe it's just it's just that i feel like it depends on like the show and what you're into it all depends because like i've seen shows that are super mellow and you can sit down and enjoy it and have fun with it and then there's one does depend on the room for sure the room and just the the the, if you let's just put it like this if you if your music promises energy and you have no energy that's a problem Mm. But if you if you're bringing that energy and you're having that fun, if I, I just feel like if you have just it just if you have fun yourself as a band, then I feel it'll be a good show. So there's definitely yeah, a I massive perform uh, entertainment aspect to a live performance. Uh, I mean, I think it would just mostly just be pretty boring to just watch some guy just sit down with his electric guitar like like seated like a classical musician <laughs> oh yeah one of, one of the most disappointing shows i went to and i absolutely love this band but um last year when i saw Godflesh, there's like an industrial metal band that's super heavy um they went on stage and they seemed like they didn't even want to be there they just like <laughs> uh, sat there i have a, this oh sorry yeah, um, they so they don't have a drummer because all their beats are just like electronic, and it was literally like both of them would be sitting down with their guitar and bass, just like looking down, playing the music, and then when the song stopped, um, what's his face? Uh, I don't remember his name right now. But he'd just Roger? like go, uh, yeah, he'd just go over to his laptop and pick the next song, and then oh, he'd go sit, sit back down on the stool. Whoa. It was that, so that's bad. Pretty <laughs> yeah, like that sounds talent show stuff. Yeah, yeah it exactly. Sounds, it looks like a, it sounds like watching Will Bazinski live. All he does is just stand at by his laptop. And <laughs> yeah. It just stands. It's, like, it's like if a laptop is part of your show, you should still be like getting into it. And I, I just feel like maybe if if you if you're bringing energy that you don't want to be there and you're not having fun, then yeah, that's gonna be a, a bad yeah. show. Like I saw Disturbed one time and they were just like, they look like, can we just end the songs already? I just want to go home. Yeah. <laughs> Although I will say, kind of a whole exception to that prior rule I said about the about just sitting down playing your instrument. I I, saw, I remember seeing a King Crimson back when they uh, recently uh, began to continue touring. They got back into that with like an expanded lineup. And, you know, that band's kind of infamous for their band leader, Robert Fripp, for kind of just sitting down with his guitar and just right next to his amp the whole time. 
but the thing is about that band is that uh, they have a bunch of other instrumentalists and players that can keep up a good show like three drummers yeah these new incantations of king crimson have like three to four drummers that's pretty exciting i will say <laughs> so yeah, that's I, awesome i i had a story kind of like elias's where it was like um it was like a mediocre performance or like it wasn't that it wasn't that little where like they just clicked a button i saw i saw muse live and it was when madness came out oh, nice. that whole album but it, they sounded really good. They they played all the songs really well. You know, what kind of sucks is what I rate a good live performance if they kind of improvise. I love improvised sessions. You know, where they kind of like extend on a song or like they do a solo and they, it's just like completely different. You know, whatever. They they like it felt like they used. They played the song. It wasn't really high energy. Like they just played the song, played the music, and left. It was just like oh okay. You know, but it, like light show was amazing. Their stage was amazing, but it just like it felt like they were just standing there playing music and just left. It was like okay, but it, it feels corporate. Right. It, it, it almost felt corporate, yeah, like legit. It, have, I, wait, I don't know. You, sorry, go ahead. No, I was gonna ask. Have you guys ever seen like 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 an opening band that like like it's the opener and they're not even like a big band and they're just bringing like this fucking great energy and they're fucking doing better than the main fucking band. <laughs> I have something to say yeah. there. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> when I saw Periphery Live in 2018 and like, I love Periphery, but live, Thank You Scientist was so much better than Periphery. Oh, yeah. Thank You Scientist awesome. is a great live band. So, mm. yeah. Yeah. My, my dad actually has a story, but I know the story well, but he was saying like the first time he saw Black Sabbath was back in 78. Well, no, 77. Uh, so, Oh, that's when they started. Oh, don't, 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 don't say that. <laughs> Hold on. Let me tell the story. So, so Ozzy, so it was Black Sabbath 77, and he, he was like 14 years old, and he snuck in like a bunch of like weed and beer to the fucking concert with his friends. Awesome. And, they, and they got so high and so drunk that they were just like so having such a good time that the opening band came on and the fucking guitarist came on. He was fucking shredding the shit, and he was just doing all these things. And he just came in with this live fucking energy and the, every part of the band was on fire and he just felt it. And the whole room, you just felt, oh shit. And my dad went to his friend and said, I don't even want to see Black Sabbath anymore. And it was fucking Van Halen right before they got like their first that, album. That sounded about right. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, ah, God damn, I wish I was at that show. <laughs> my dad has a very opposite experience with Van Halen. Really? What, yeah. what, what year was it? It was like 1980-something. It was in the okay. 80s. Oh, that's the, their fucking love. He went to the, went to the Us Festival. And, and oh, God. They were, um, they were headlining, and he said that he was blown away by an opener there, actually. Metallica was one of the openers. Well, that was that was the Sammy Hagar era when it was like not but even the Raw. No, it was... at. He said that it was Eddie Van Halen because they came out and they were just so. The reason why it's no, no, Eddie Van Halen so was there, but the sing, drunk. The singer was oh, was rock. the whole band was just the inebriation. They were just plastic. got to their performance. Yeah, okay. So that was the, but that was the Hagar era when they were kind of going on the downfall. So because okay. Metallica when they came out was the Hagar era. Um, still along the lines of good performance, um, I didn't actually get to see Disturbed at the Mayhem Festival. But everyone there said, like, yeah, you didn't miss much. Yeah. <laughs> um, however, what was really interesting is Slipknot does this. Um, we were there. Slipknot does this thing where they, like, tell the crowd to get low. And yeah. And up with the song. I, was, I saw them live with Mayhem, too. Yeah. yeah. And then it, it's like the, everyone knows it's like their, their jump the fuck up segment. Yeah. And it's so hype. 
because like security is ready to like pounce on people. There's like a bunch of dudes lined up in like yellow yellow jerseys, and they're ready like watching everyone. As soon as Corey tells everyone to like fucking go ham, everyone like the whole crowd just moshes. It's insane. Everyone just jumps up and down, throwing hands. Everywhere. I saw I saw a dude with those fucking uh, like shoe gloves, the one that like that looked like gloves on your fucking feet. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. So I saw a dude in that. When they, they told him they got low, the dude did a fucking flip, but we're on a hill, so the dumbass fell all the way down the fucking hill and landed <laughs> on the fucking gate. It was so fucking hilarious. I'm like, what a dumbass. What a G. Oh. Is he okay? I don't know. Oh, no. Do you guys oh, ever have, like, a concert where we shit got out of control? Like, just shit? Just you, like, it looked like a fucking, like, socialism riot? <laughs> well, the biggest out of control is always just people burning shit. Yeah, that's true. People well, love to burn shit. You get well, some fire and... Well, you haven't worked in concerts. Everyone then. has, like, some degree of pyromania. Some people, like, me... Uh, others, yeah. But, yeah, but when you're burning, like, hard plastics that smell like shit when they get burnt... But do you get kind a of I'm saying, has anybody, like, stormed the stage and punched a fucking security guard, is what I'm asking. Oh, like, rioting? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Have you ever seen shit like that? I've seen people get thrown out because they were too drunk because they, like, couldn't stand. Oh. I'd say just like sit them on a couch, like like a dispenser. If you take too much of a dab, the dab bottle just sit you on the couch. You don't even throw a dab <laughs> too far. Nah. Same with all the coffee shops in Amsterdam. They don't throw you out. They just sit you down. Exactly. Like, I've seen nice. the Jolie video, so should be more of that. <laughs> should be the regular. Well, I worked at a fucking uh, Logic concert one time, and uh, there was this opener named Joey Badass. It was a two-night event. I missed the first night. Was he badass? That sound familiar? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, so it was the first night. The first night, I, would, I didn't work, and the, the second night, they were telling us, look, look, he had all those people running the stage. If they run the stage again, please stop them. Da, 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 da. But they were saying, he's not allowed to do that, and and the, and we might cut ties with the managers there. That uh, It's getting real, like, politics-wise, like, real serious. And then I go on my lunch break, and I just hear the, as soon as I go about to walk down the stairs, I hear Joey Badass goes, I want all these motherfuckers to run the fucking stage right fucking now! I'm like, oh, oh, good thing, it's my lunch break. <laughs> and then I come back from my lunch break, and I just see fucking, like, kids, like, seven-year-old white privileged motherfucking kids just choking out <laughs> my friends, punching them in the fucking what face. The and I'm like, god damn. And I'm just like, it's just a sea of thing, and I'm trying to get back into my fucking position. And I'm trying to squeeze by all these fucking little brats, and this like, all of a sudden, I just hear, like, like on the fucking radios i'm like what the fuck and i just see flashlights and it was like that fucking scene in lord of the rings and like like fucking gandalf runs down the fucking hill with the fucking army and it was just <laughs> oh like god and they legit got legit security guards they hired outside security guards not our normal security guards to fucking come in with fucking flashlights and batons and start whacking kids and fucking just like oh, get the fuck out of here this nap and i'm trying to get through it and i bump to this big dude i'm like oh fuck i'm so fucked and i turn around it's dan Harmon. Oh, <laughs> he's got a beer in his hands he's like it's fine it's fine <laughs> and oh, it's just bro. it was so crazy and I'm like I hate this fucking concert so much right now Logic better be worth it <laughs> it wasn't <laughs> was he just there to recruit Logic for the Rick and Morty thing or what no that's funny like right before that episode it was the week before that episode so oh, wow. but I think he got him beforehand so I think he was just seeing him so yeah. uh, when Logic is in the uh, the Eminem clone? Yeah. The fucking oh, white oh, rapper dude. But it wasn't it wasn't Logic doing that shit. It was a dude named Joey Badass, so... Oh, because I'm going to sing, like, what if, like, Hobson has a clone of thing every there, rapper so trying to be successful right now. <laughs> Logic is just... 
corny. That's <laughs> he he legit stopped the concert to play fucking Mario Kart on the big screen with his fucking friend, and I'm like, really? I, <laughs> make this concert go longer than it is. And I mean, Mario Kart's cool. Yeah. How he is, though. Yeah, I've won a Mario Kart tournament, so Logic can uh, suck it. <laughs> <laughs> well, as long as it's Call better than out. Seinfeld themes, knock him out. I am <laughs> redacted. Say he's beat five rappers. I beat nineteen people, so I, I think I have a, I think I have a better. <laughs> was he better a rapper? It was like his, his fucking uh, posse. Well, no, like he had Personal he like the reason why he did that is because like Tyler the Creator, yeah. the Creator called him out. He played Tyler the Creator. He played like a whole bunch of people essentially. Uh, I remember that whole thing, but yeah, did it was... Tyler the Creator kick his ass? No, Logic won. God damn it. I was hoping yeah. that. <laughs> I was had the hoping fucking... the around, honestly. He also had a fucking, like... He's not even uh... that good. He doesn't drift on every turn. <laughs> anyway, this is, not, this, is not a game, this is not a gaming podcast. Let's get back, let's get back to the, the actual stuff. Sorry, I called out Logic, but... Logic, sucking dick. <laughs> it's the worst concert ever for me. Logic, won me, won me, hey, lost. Hey, hey, Mac DeMarco. It's terrible. Hey, hey, Wait, Mac DeMarco? Yeah, I saw, I worked, no, 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 I worked a different concert, Mac DeMarco, and another, more kids rushed the fucking stage. And it was oh, just Lord. Fucking... Yeah. It was just fucking, just insane, because the kids were running the stage, and I was, I got pinned down by a fucking 12-year-old. That's the weird thing. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> 12 year old smaller than me. I'm like, this girl can't fucking take me. Boom! <laughs> <laughs> Is it just uh, is Mark DeMacher live? Like he he has the slow RPM music, but then when he plays it live, he actually just picks it up a little bit, which is good. Yeah, he played like, Andrew no, Sandman, no. and that's when all the fucking uh, kids got crazy. I saw Speaking I saw him at the observatory, but yeah, go ahead. Speaking of children, uh, I was uh, going to see. I saw Uncle Acid and the Deadbeats. Uh, they were they were really good, by the way. They put on an amazing show, but after their performance. Peaches had a concert right after. And so in the line to see Peaches, there are just a bunch of, a long, long line of just, of kids. Like, teenage kids. Like, you know, you mostly girls, but a lot of hipsterish like, guys there, too. It was, like, a completely different crowd than the Uncle Acid show, which were mostly, like, adults, like, tw- 30 or to 40-something all dudes uh, with beards. Yeah, dudes. And then you go to the peaches, and they're all kids. <laughs> it, it's just a, it's just a bizarre disconnect between like the audience, tube artists. You got, you got the hard, got the heavy rock, throwback '60s kind of band, and then you got electro clash. That's very sexual. <laughs> I mean, that's the best thing I could describe peaches as. I mean, she's very yeah. sexual. Are we still talking about Mario Kart? <laughs> no, we're talking about peaches. <laughs> no, we're talking about uh, just the weird disconnects of audiences of fan of musicians. Yeah, was that at what was that at Psycho or was that no no that, it was at the Observatory, but it wasn't at Psycho. It was a oh okay, so it's like the two different uh, like venues inside there, or the two different rooms, or no, they are performing in the same room. It's just oh, right really? immediately after. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of like when um, when I saw um, one of the Death, Death Grips shows I saw was with Ministry. And I think, I want to say Death Grips went on before Ministry. And so, like, Ministry is literally all their fans are, like, dads. So, and all Death Grips fans are, <laughs> like, college kids. So, it's kind of funny to see just, like, 
half the crowd just like leave. Yeah, my dad. <laughs> knows about, my dad knows about. He really likes ministry. I yeah. saw ministry live with uh, Dan Zig and freaking uh, Venom. Nice. Uh, I awesome. love ministry growing up. Ministry, their live show was a little disappointing, but what do you think of uh, ministry's uh, uh, synth pop material? You know, the, the albums where they sound like Depeche Mode. The, the first album. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it's okay. It's not as good as the industrial stuff. I don't know, but maybe maybe one day I'll have an itch for that. Um, whatever it's called, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I, I, I feel like I'm kind of. <laughs> I don't even know how to categorize it. I, I feel like I'm so kind weird. of in the minority here. I, I feel like I kind of prefer the synth pop ministry to the industrial ministry. It, mostly because I like Coil, Front 242, and Depeche Mode, so they remind me a lot of those bands, even if it yeah. is derivative. But, uh, yeah, I mean, um, as regarding artists more into that strict industrial sound, like, one of my favorite bands is Throbbing Gristle. So... That's oh, yeah. what I think of when I think of industrial music. So I have those kind of standards. I'm uh, I, I, when I saw Anger Fist live, that's industrial. You got to see <laughs> Anger Fist live with Jeremy. With J- with Jeremy. Wait, like so, which Jeremy? Jeremy that like uh, Tiffany my Jeremy? Jeremy. Yeah. Oh my God, you yeah. lucky sob! I would have loved. Like I, I don't I don't follow my Anger Fist anymore. But hurt. there was a time for that, and Anger Fist shows look fucking intense. Yeah. That. <laughs> That's my level of industrial. When I, when I was That's cool. I, know, I, I didn't know you saw them. I haven't heard of Anger Fist. They're an industrial band? They're like hardcore. Okay. Like hardcore, hardcore oh, like, nice. uh, really, or like hard really, style, whatever yeah. you want to call it. That sounds fun. Repetitive, blah, 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 blah. Like, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Yes. Yeah. I love that shit. <laughs> Down-tuned with the fucking exactly. bass hitting. Exactly. Are they still doing stuff? Or is that what, I don't was that think just so. Like... I haven't, I, honestly, I haven't listened to that kind of industrial album. I'm yeah, more on like my, my dark. Rule. I'm more on my dark wave, like goth synth. I'm on those lo-fi beats right now. Lo-fi, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> lo-fi, lo-fi. I still fuck with. On I that have note, a, I have a, oh, go ahead. Um, what are sorry, Elijah? Um, what are some uh, shows that we wish we could have gone to? That uh, uh, that's literally what I was about to ask. Fuck yeah. Judas Priest. <laughs> I wish I've, I have still have yet to see Judas Priest. Yeah. I really wish I could have seen Rage Against the Machine or System of a Down. Uh, I have yet to see a System of a Down show, and I would love, I would love to go see System of a Down. I almost saw them in Vegas this year, but that was my first it, concert. Nice. That was my first concert too, or first metal concert. What? Yep. Twenty eleven. God damn. What was your first concert? <laughs> my first concert was uh, was Mayhem Festival. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. It was Slipknot. What was your first okay. concert? Um, my absolute first concert was The Police. What? Oh, whoa. Yeah, That's in like cool. 2006 or seven That's or something. That's fucking badass, man. They were they were okay. They could have performed better, but I, I mean, was like 12, so I wasn't paying that much attention. <laughs> my first show that I went to, that I wanted to go to, was actually Linkin Park in oh, 2009. God. I feel and like everyone's I, seen Linkin Park at some I point. I have never seen them. I I wish you saw see the BlizzCon Linkin Park, right? Uh, no, I skipped that. I okay. saw them Good open man. for Metallica. Oh, I didn't know they opened yeah. Metallica. The, uh, they opened for Metallica with um, Rise Against. Oh, interesting. Rise Against was like, they're pretty popping back then. I don't uh, know what they're doing now. Rock and uh, they, they released the album two years ago, right? Yeah. Yeah. Do, do they still Rock. sound like the same? All their songs? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they do. They sound like anime running. Yeah. I I can be driving in the car and a Rise Against song will come on the radio that I've never heard before, but I'm like, oh, this is Rise Against. <laughs> it's the singer. I've never been into them. Never got into them. 
I, yeah, not as much. They're not like crazy, but they're not like bad. Yeah, I remember. They just sounded average to me, in my, yeah. in my opinion. I liked I liked Savior in like middle school. That was a fun song. I feel like yeah. everyone except me liked that in middle school. <laughs> Try to rope it back to topic, but uh, Ian, you, what was your favorite? Uh, what what's uh what's a band you wish you could see live? Okay, hang on, Ian. <laughs> give me a fat second. <laughs> give me a New York minute. I may, I may have this is why we snack. don't snack during the podcast, guys. My first it, concert it, it, it was uh, ACDC uh, Black Ice. Really? All right, well, yeah. I, I saw ACDC. It was my first concert, 2000. Uh, Repeat oh, the question. What was the show that you wanted to see, but you couldn't? Tour. Tour? I had tickets for it, and I forgot. Oh, you've seen them, though. Oh, no, tour. tour. Oh, t- I thought you said Tool. Oh, dude, Tour was a good show, dude. I, I had tickets for it in San Diego, but... I was too busy studying for finals, and I rem- and when I remembered that I had tickets for the show, I uh, looked at the clock, and it was like literally as the show was starting, two hours away from me, and I was like, "Oh, nice." So. <laughs> yeah, no, dude, I I kind of feel that I, I I had opportunity to see the Strokes live when they released their Ooh. their Angles album, but I I've seen every other member live. I've seen Albert uh, like Albert Junior like his band live. I've seen The Voids live twice. I've like, I've seen Zero uh, X live, but never The Strokes. So I'm still looking for out a day I can see that. But I had an opportunity to go, but I was during a, I had a, I had a play to go to. I had a play. That was the rehearsal, and I was just like so committed to that that I was like, you know what? I'm gonna stay. I'm gonna do the right thing, and I'm gonna stay at. Uh, 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 Lame. I regret it to this day. I regret it to this day. I have two sad stories about almost going to shows. One was um, the Rush 40th anniversary concert. Uh, I think I was like, oh, oh I have yet to see Rush. I've yeah. always wanted Dude, to see Rush. That would have been so cool. What happened? I went to that. Hey, yeah, I went to him. I, I went with him to that concert. Yeah, nice. yeah. yeah, that was yeah, awesome. So Dang, that's awesome. I'm, so I'm sorry, incredibly that, jealous that now. Sucks. Oh, um, but yeah, what happened was I, I was like on the fence about going cause I was kind of broke at the time and like the whole month I was thinking like debating whether or not I should go. And then on the day of, I decided I wanted to go, but tickets sold out. And so I was like, oh, rip. fuck, I can't believe I forgot to talk about that. It's also probably my other favorite concert besides Psycho and Son, <laughs> Rush yeah. R40. They were just Dude. at the, the top of their game. They wanted to go out to their career with an absolute bang and they totally did. So, well, yeah. You can't really say it was the top of their game because you never saw them in the 80s or the 70s. Uh, but but I, I did hear that concert was exactly, really amazing. Like, for Rush as a band has a, a very high standard when it comes to their live performances. Even as they've aged, they've still maintained that level of consistency. Although, well, I it's because it they never did drugs. <laughs> they took care of their bodies. Exactly. They were a bunch of nerds who stood it, stood in, and nobody wanted to sleep with no, them. Everyone yeah. smoked weed back in the, then. <laughs> That's weed. I'm talking about like fucking cocaine, crystal meth, heroin. Yeah, yeah like Actual real musicians. Why, why do you The other concert that I missed out on was uh, JPEG Mafia and Vince Staples. I, my car broke down on the way to the show. Oh, dude. I have a story yeah. about Vince Staples, though. I have a story oh, about really? Vince Staples because I saw I saw uh, Gorillaz at the forum and they he opened for them, and no one was vibing with him. Like no one was fucking with him. Like it was because it was all like white people. It was like all like like the classic mom with like her kids that listened oh, to Gorillaz like growing up. So like he'd be like, "LA, what's up?" And like it's like a full, like almost a full guy. You hear like some people like, yeah, but like, he was. Oh, you, could tell, you could tell. You could tell he was pissed. You could tell because like literally, it's like yeah, I'm 
rapping. Not his like, audience. Feeling... Yeah, exactly. It, like DJ that's... Khaled at the uh, at the Overwatch League Grand Finals. That was weird. <laughs> oh, that was, that was fucking weird. It's so cringy to watch. Wait, DJ, what? DJ Khaled. He was at the Overwatch. Yeah, he was Overwatch at the Overwatch League Finals. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Uh, it doesn't seem uh, very yeah, fitting. What would you say? Right? What would you guys say? Like bands you've seen open for like a fucking band, and they're like, why are this band opening for this fucking band of all fucking people? I think whoever yeah. it was that opened for Nine Inch Nails in Soundgarden back in like twenty, like thirteen or something or twenty fourteen. Um, I remember them being really bad. I don't remember the name. Not even just band. It's just like just a weird <laughs> fit for like yeah, like, yeah. Because I saw yeah. Van Halen, they had Cool in the Gang. Mm-hmm. So it, like uh, that's interesting. Yeah, that's yeah. like. <laughs> have you uh, guys heard of the uh, post metal band Big Brave? I saw them while they were opening for Sun. Nice. Were... I I saw I saw Crystal Castles live, and they had one of the openers. They had three openers. One of the openers was literally just the Jamaican drums, like no joke. <laughs> like he had, he had like EDM stuff. He had, like he had like some EDM like, like R and bass, but like literally like the melodics and everything was just the Jamaican drums, and that was like. It was out of place, but it worked. Like I, I was enjoying myself. That was fucking funny. Yeah. Oh man. Um, what, would, have, uh, have, what would it be like to uh, see Led Zeppelin live? Led that Zeppelin. Mean, that, that, not like during like a reunion, Led Zeppelin, but just yeah, like like hey, prime seventy five. Yeah. When he still had to pick a destiny, yeah, I, I, would, <laughs> I definitely want to see him. Then. That's that's my dad. My dad always says that's the one band that he wish he could have saw live because he was like, he, just, I I, br- I bring up this band ever. specifically because, uh, and I'm glad to see that we're all in consensus here, uh, because I know that people generally have a divided opinion of them as a live band. I mean, there's an entire camp of people that are like they suck live. They're only good. In, when they're in the studio, when they're recording their songs. They don't suck they live, don't... they just sound completely different because when they're in the studio, they do a lot of uh, uh, overdubs and they put like they layer their music and they can't layer that same quality of music. Also, when they performed live, they were really high. So Jimmy couldn't, Jimmy the way, couldn't the way keep how up. The I see it is that uh, due to their laxer uh, arrangements is that the bands had more freedom to just jam. And so they kind of just went on just yeah, kind of... Yeah, like whatever. if you watched... Those live Van Halen vi- uh, uh, videos from like back in the yeah. day, they didn't play the songs exactly the way they were recorded. Well, they yeah, were like, fuck it. I mean, and that's like that's the beauty of seeing live music. Is it's like yeah. if I wanted to hear the record, I'd put on the fucking record. Oh yeah. Uh, it's back like, to Led Zeppelin. I mean, one thing I can definitely tell from that is that uh, Robert Plant he never sang the songs exactly the same for any performance. He always want to hear the different melody for the vocal performances. Yeah, that's that's another good topic is out. is like bands that sort of improvise during their live shows and like do extended sections of songs and oh, so like SOD is uh, the perfect example for that. They always play Wait. like improvised songs. So hold on, hold on. So we're going to the topic of um uh, bands that improvise during their sets. Oh, so this actually ties into one band I want to see live and never got to, Dillinger Escape Plan. Oh, yeah. when they broke yeah. up. They're they're so fucking good. Yeah, Yeah, that's all I've heard, and I love all their albums, so it just sucks that they've broken up. But um, I heard that Ben Weinman specifically tries to make every song sound different at every live performance. Like, he goes out of his way to make sure it's not the same math chord, tweedly-leedly, all the time. Tweedly-leedly. And it's just like seeing a comedian, them tell the exact same fucking joke every time you see him live. You don't want to see that. Yeah, no. You want to see it different. You want to see a variety, a range. Mm Mm-hmm. 
it's a little different with comedians because there's punchlines that you would expect, right? But yeah, I but like with, knowing what they do it too, <laughs> yeah. especially if they do it a lot. Yeah, definitely. I think that's the main problem with like Eminem is he just hasn't changed anything. Yeah, that's that's why you never get into him. <laughs> well, yeah, because Eminem's whole thing but is no, that he's like angry at the world, right? But, but now he doesn't have like very many problems anymore, so he just has to pretend to be angry. It's just like, like white uh, privilege. Yeah, extreme. I gotta pick up my fucking. Kids the Grammy the Grammy goes to Eminem. Off the Okay, what about what about this? What about like artists who like outgrown their like their image they projected and like just sing it and just it's like it's just not the same anymore. It's just very like it's you just had like, your time, now you're just, you're something else. It's, it's not even like for talent-wise, just like talent, like NMM is talented, but he's got nothing to say anymore. Yeah. So it's like any, anybody like that. But guys, he destroyed Donald Trump in that Cypher video. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> Annihilated. Machine Gun right? Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there's a lot of musicians who just need to stop. I yeah. definitely agree with that. I have a hey, question. Yeah. I want your top three vocalists of all time. Ooh. Any band, Ooh. okay. Cattle um, decapitation. Travis Scott. Tra- Travis Ryan. Jesus. Travis Ryan. <laughs> Travis Scott. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm way too tired for this. Um, oh, yeah. Travis Jeff Ryan. Um, he's like the best death metal vocalist of all time. He can do <laughs> all sorts of different styles, and it was really cool seeing them live. Um, who else? Uh, the guy from Suffocation. The guy who just left the band. I don't remember his name. He was really good. He had those really deep growls that were like super heavy. Um, the guy from Gojira, uh, Joe Duplantier, um, <laughs> very dynamic. And yeah, those are my three. Bam, super okay. fast. Okay. Third got, is the same as mine. Nice. Yes. I got okay. So uh, uh, number three, Mark Bolan, T Rex. Number two, Elvis Presley, and number one, Ronnie James fucking Dio. Yeah, that's a good. Those are good choices. Yeah. Okay. Well, let me see if I could try to Boomer find. <laughs> okay, three vocalists. Okay, let's see here. Uh, these are just not in any particular order because I, I see vocals as just an expansive and like dynamic range that it's just hard to quantify what is technically good. But uh, uh, Ian Gillian, uh, Deep Purple. Nice. Um. Fucking. Well, Jeff Buckley, I mentioned him before. Uh, uh, also, to an extent, his dad, Tim Buckley, would be tied, but they have like, completely different ranges. Uh, and other than that, all of like my vocalists I like are like really weird because they're not. Some of them I wouldn't say are like technically good from like a, a, a folk from a uh, craft standpoint, but just have a very interesting timbre. You know, kind of like Jeff Buckley. Douglas Pierce, Ian Curtis, Michael Jira, and people like that. And what uh, band was Michael Jira in? That sounds familiar. Swans, Swans, Swans. yes. <laughs> Actually, I'll just cut in right now because <laughs> I I do like Michael Jira a lot. Swans has grown on me a lot in the last five years. I so yeah, I would say my Michael Jira is my third favorite vocalist of all time. But uh, number two would be Mayor James Keenan of Tool. Yeah. And first is Tommy Rogers of Between the Barrier and Me. That will always be oh, okay. my number one. Interesting. I've seen this... them live. They're pretty good. Oh, yeah. I've seen them twice, yeah. Yeah, I've seen them twice as well. 
Yeah, we both went to the colors. Yep. Yeah. Yes. Sure you're wearing. <laughs> I, I would say for my favorite vocalist, my top three would probably be number one, Chris Cornell. The, oh, uh, no. yes. Chris 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 um, and then uh, someone someone you probably guys haven't heard of, but uh, Katie Stelmanis. Uh, she is from the band Ostra. Uh, really, really great vocalist. Uh, and then, of course, Julian Casablancas, because one's his lyrics, but two, the way... The way his vocals change per every album is insane. Like it, like not his actual voice, but the way he like structures how the vocals are over the song. You know, it's pretty much the same like hi hat, same like kick. The songs always master that, but somehow he finds a way to make it unique. Album. Uh, I'd say uh my top three would be um I don't have them ranked, but in fact I don't know the names of them. I just know their bands. Um. Definitely, um, Infinite Annihilator. I love that, like, pig squeal they do, though. Uh, yeah. It's just so beautiful and guttural. <laughs> cock and ball torture. What the fuck? <laughs> it always comes yeah. back to cock and ball torture. <laughs> <laughs> it always does. It's a constant life, like Dex and Taxes in Texas. <laughs> it's funny. And then also, um, Torso Fuck, on their, um, their song um, "Raped by Elephants." Oh, nice! It was I'm like a really cool, like, sing hog growl. So your top three? What would you, what would you say, uh, Luke? Uh, top three, not necessarily ranked, but um, I do enjoy Maynard James Keenan a lot. He has a very wide spectrum of vocal range, um, and he he just sounds great in, in just about every song he does. Um, Serge from System of a Down. Mm. Dude's mm-hmm. a vocal god. He's great. Also a very nice range. Well, he also likes to just have fun with it, too. Yeah, yeah for like, sure. He doesn't take it so important. seriously. He has the right. same range as Freddie Mercury, right? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I pretty think he close, does, too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then I'd say... Number three... Uh, that's tough. Because, like... Uh, you know, there's bands that, like... Uh, if I were to go for like a more growly thing, and this is kind of contradictory, uh, I like Corey Taylor for for a couple of reasons. Is he's not necessarily like a super good singer, but he brings something to the table that no one else does. If you hear people like you know screech, growl, or whatever vocal terminology from metalheads, uh, Corey does things uh, very aggressively, and I, I like what he brings. Uh, I'd say it's almost damaging to his voice what he does. <laughs> But uh, it's nice. I, I think Corey Taylor's a he's good for his his niche for what he does. Yeah, and yeah. especially with regards to live music, I feel like Slipknot is like kind of up there. They got a crown on that for yeah. sure. I'm not. For I'm sure. not a big Slipknot fan, but they are a good fucking live band. Yeah. Yeah. What about uh, you? So my top three in no particular order would be Maynard James Keenan, um, as you guys said. Uh, Freddie Mercury, as most people would probably say, and then one that nobody did say was Lane Staley from Alice in Chains. Yeah, uh, that's good. Yeah, why? Uh, why Lane Staley? Because uh, he had a really he didn't. It wasn't range is a weird way to say it. He had this weird thing that he could do with his voice where he got it like really scratchy. Oh, okay. And it was it was something that I I don't think I've ever heard anyone else really do. Mm. I think it was the drugs. Uh, it was definitely the heroin pumping yeah. through his veins. Yeah. It's actually he's the only vocalist I've ever seen where the higher he is during a performance, the better he is. 
Unfortunately, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> uh, although he can do some weird things when he's not high um, that are interesting that he doesn't, you know, that it doesn't go through on the recordings. But um, yeah, he just had a lot of range. And he uh, and the thing that's really sad about him is I don't think he knew how good of a vocalist he was. Well, also when he when he sang, you could just feel his pain in his like yeah, his yeah. heart. Well, you yeah, just the, feel the lyrics it. were one hundred percent. Not even just the lyrics, the like when he just like opened was... and sung it, it just you could yeah. feel the energy of the pain shooting through his heart and body. And it just, it best just... best MTV unplugged was definitely theirs. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Cool. So why don't we try to build our fantasy concert lineup, our fantasy festival lineup? Um, this will be our wrap up segment. This will be our wrap up segment because <laughs> uh, we've we've already got a lot of a lot of good thoughts out. I yeah, think yeah. this is a good place to uh, do the final thing. So uh, Jackson, why don't you start by bringing up a band and then we'll kind of add on to it. The the opener. Yeah. I'm gonna throw a wrench into this and say let's start with location. location. Oh, okay, that's fair. Somewhere just not too hot, not too cool. You know what I'm saying? Alaska. What the fuck? <laughs> okay, buddy. That'd be awesome. Of the well, he said it, so we gotta do it. Just have a massive oh, amphitheater the in the middle of some mountains. Be a secluded location. Rock out. Okay. Do, do it at Antarctica, like, uh, like Metallica did. No, mosh with the penguins. Mosh with the penguins. <laughs> that's what the that's what the, that's what the festival's called. Yes, that's mosh what it's called. Mosh with the penguins. All right. We just mosh with it. It's in Antarctica. There are penguins. Yes. All right. Mosh mosh with the the we built a giant. Uh, Arctic research size venue. Okay, <laughs> right. Insulated. And everyone has to bring. Everyone has to bring coats. Yes. Lots of coats. Yeah. And flamethrowers <laughs> in case there's the alien from the thing. Oh, do a shot. Medicated okay. snowballs. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Medicated snowballs. Okay. Anyways, bands. Jackson. It's better be a good lineup, or I'm not going to the show. Alright, <laughs> <laughs> can, can it be? Uh, they have to be like alive. Or? Uh, can uh, it, no, it's a fantasy line. Fantasy so line. Any uh, past history. Yeah. I fucking GG Allen. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> he's got to be the headliner. He's got to be headliner. Yeah. He has to headline. He's headlining, okay. but he's opening. <laughs> okay. He's headlining, Allen takes a How break, about, and then uh, he's opening. <laughs> <laughs> opening, headlining. Or opening, takes oh a break, and he's headlining. Oh, God. That's insane. Uh, Dante, why don't you do that? Oh, oh, if I could add, uh... Fuck it, Charles Manson. <laughs> <laughs> right. Charles Manson before he went to prison. Uh, well, I mean, he was always in prison. When he was on parole, there you go. When he it was on parole. Like 1970s, live yeah, before... era who? Because they'll be like 120 decibels loud. Like, that's a Geddes world record right there. Yeah, and they ha- <laughs> he has to go on stage with Manson. Manson and the who have to collaborate together. Yes. performance of Look at your game, girl. Yes. Includes manic drumming. Oh my god. Uh, Ian, Ian, add to the fray. Who's up next? Who's up next? After Manson. After Manson and the Who. You mean, uh, I have, when I was thinking of like this whole lineup, I was thinking of it differently because I, I was thinking of it per- pertaining to my specific tastes. So no. trying to throw this together is kind of interesting. <laughs> uh huh. Um, okay. Who's the opener? Yeah, it's Gigi Allen's opening and headlining. And then after up. Oh, we're going with that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I thought we were just memeing. No, yeah. no. And then yeah, afterward. GGL is the fuck around. Then on sec- on, uh, second on deck is uh, Manson and the Who. What about the Ramones? Hell yeah. Which That's era? interesting. Which era? I don't know the eras. Okay. 
I guess I'll just cut it and go next because I sh- I was thinking about it as soon as you brought up Gigi Allen. Like, who would be like as close to the polar opposite of that that I would go see? <laughs> it would be this Japanese band called Tricot. If anyone's heard of them, yes, they're like you mean the, the twinkly uh, math rock band. Yes, like absolutely. <laughs> yeah, they're amazing. Oh yeah, um, Elias. Is it my turn? Yes, yeah, your Dude, turn. Dude, I just want Eminem to do the Mom Spaghetti remix. <laughs> Wild and his hit Venom. We bring since, Venom. It, since it's a fantasy concert, we bring Pantera back. Yes, and they play okay. the song Walk, but it's just the guitar riff over and over again. <laughs> it's over and over again, but with the Mom Spaghetti mix. Yes. <laughs> Simultaneously. Fantasy concert, Queen comes on. But it's just Freddie Mercury doing call and response with the crowd for 30 minutes. <laughs> 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 and then they leave. They never play a note on any of their Perfect. instruments. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> this is right, okay. Luke. Luke. Uh, Wonderwall on loop for 20 minutes. Yes. <laughs> no. Like not even. And it's like not even like the actual people who. It's made not Wonderwall. Oasis. It's, it's just it's some just, like dollar it's some person. dude from your college. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it has to be. Yo, <laughs> it's Steve. He brought the Yo, Steve. How about this guy rips Wonderwall? Formed because their fangirls were screaming way too loudly. It's the Beatles and Lemmy. And they're both on uh, acid. Serious? Oh my god! <laughs> Wait, a uh, serious answer though. I'd I'd probably say like a a tearing between like Johnny Cash or ZZ Top. Oh yeah, uh, I've seen ZZ go Cash. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They're not good lives. They're Top. okay. They're they're pa- well, they're, they're, they're past, past their, their prime. Time, so, yeah. but yeah. But what I, if you I would could love time travel Top. and get the old version? Yes, true. Okay, right, peak ZZ Top. Hell yeah. Peak ZZ Lagrange. Fucking Tush. I'm Tush. down for that. I I would love to go to Antarctica yeah, and watch ZZ Top. We need we need Zach Hill in this mix somehow. Not oh, it's just Zach Hill. We need uh, a Home Depot bucket and two paintbrushes, two rulers. He just goes. <laughs> oh man! And then you need Jerry Lewis and Jimi Hendrix to the fucking doing piano guitar together. Jerry Lee Lewis, not Jerry Lewis. I'd love to see a Jimi Hendrix Zach Hill collab so much. <laughs> that would be the most. Yeah, that's a that's a fantasy supergroup right there. Exactly. Wow. Okay, and then and then wait and then. Get fucking Gigi on stage at the final show with everybody that just performed together to play We Are the World. <laughs> we are the world. Perfect. But still with the mom spaghetti. Yeah, still, still with the mom spaghetti. Over. Like it's, it's <laughs> yeah. looped over like yeah. it's playing in the background. Elijah, who are you throwing in the mix? I am torn between two. I'm torn between the original ACDC with the original mm-hmm. singer. Bon Scott. Or, yeah. Or um, original, original Metallica. That'd be, with that'd be with cool. Burton and uh, uh, Mustaine, or Burton and Hammett? Uh, I, I would like I would like Mustaine too. Yes, uh, I'm gonna. I might have to lean towards Metallica on that one. That'd be pretty great. Yeah, yeah, like Metallica the original. That's what that. Those are my my two choices. But yeah, it'd probably be Metallica. Yeah. Oh, oh, you know what we have to get on there with Gigi Allen is fucking uh, King Diamond. Yeah, get fucking King Diamond out there to play fucking Welcome Home. Get all fate. the classics. All right, guys, so you have to tune into when we get this uh, concert rolling. Make sure you buy your tickets. We're going to try to get all of them. Tune in tune next in week to see Marshall the Penguins. 20, 2025 is where we're planning it. Mm-hmm. Pre-order, pre-order now. Pre-order now. Pre-order now. All right, well, thank you all for joining, and um, tune in. 
couple weeks from now, we're going to try and make this a regular thing. It and seems like the, the schedule is going to be every two weeks here. Yeah. Every two weeks, yep. Listening circle, bitches. Yes. Um, catch us on SoundCloud, YouTube, wherever. And, uh, yeah, have a good day, everyone. Join the Discord server. Peace to your mothers. Bye. Thank you for Bye. listening. Bye. Have fun inside. I'll keep this in. <laughs>